Do you want to know what's kind of frustrating to me? (laughs) The fact that my guy comes quicker than I do most of the time. There's nothing hotter to me than when me and my guy come at the same time, but that rarely happens. And that's because there's an orgasm gap. It's just a fucking fact. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but I have a solution to that problem. And it's my sponsor, Promescence Delay Spray. Now, I know what you're thinking. Delay Spray, I don't have PE. No, their Delay Spray is for any guy that wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer. And their Delay Spray also comes in a wipe. So leave your spray at home and throw a couple wipes in your bag. Promescence Delay Spray will not totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have a whole line of women's products. I use their warming gel, which is my personal favorite. I also use their supplements. They have supplements called Vitaflux that will make you and your girl hornier. They sell lube, they sell condoms, they have sex toys. So what are you waiting for? Go to delayspray.com and use my code strictly anon 15 for 15% off your whole order. That's 15% off your whole order. Go to delayspray.com. Use my code strictly anon 15. Order up because you're going to get 15% off everything. You could also just go in the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Your package is going to arrive discreetly, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. <laughs> I don't know why I fucking sing that intro, but I can't stop. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me. Follow me right now. Not if you can. Why don't you right now fucking follow me? (laughs) On Instagram and Twitter, I am at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on Spotify, I was never in the sex category on Spotify. And I didn't know why people couldn't find me, but I'm there. If you're listening and found me recently on Spotify, make sure to subscribe to my channel. There are my podcasts there. And also click five stars if you love my show. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, you could click five stars too if you love my show. If you don't love my show, (laughs) bye-bye. Anyway, this is a call-in advice show and I'm always looking for people to call into the show. If you have a naughty secret life that you want to talk about, if you have a problem, that you want to analyze and you want some good advice. I say my advice is good. It's unprofessional, but I think I give good advice and I love doing that. Okay. So if you have no friends or your friends, you have friends and they just don't want to fucking hear about it anymore and you want someone to talk to, you could be on the show. Or like I said, if you have a secret, naughty, interesting life, or if you have a fetish, I have a new series called Fetish Fridays. If you have a really interesting, unique fetish that you want to get into as well and talk about it, 
you can be on the show. Everyone remains anonymous. You could call me from an anonymous number. You could email me from an anonymous fake email. <laughs> All I want is your true story. We will make up a name and I will change your voice. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show or just go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. I have a Patreon page. That's where you could get these episodes early, ad-free. You get all of the confessions that people have been leaving me. Uh, and you also see anonymous pics of a lot of my guests. They're all there. Mostly all the women are there. Join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Today I have on Veronica. <laughs> I sang that too. That's <laughs> what the fuck. I think that happens when you have a kid, you know, like before my child, I never sang at all because I was like, I have a really bad voice. And then you have a baby and you got to sing to uh, your baby all the time. And then you just get used to singing. And I don't sing to my child anymore because he's like six, but I fucking singing to you guys. <laughs> I don't know why, but I can't stop. Anyway, today I have on Veronica. Now, Veronica is an interesting, it's a, such an interesting episode because she had this thing that she said when she wrote in that, you know, she wanted to talk about, which was current. And this was like this thing that was going on with her husband's boyfriend. And from the title, you get that she fucked her husband's best friend. Okay. They wound up having an affair. It was right around the time she got pregnant. So she didn't know. Well, she kind of knew, but you know, there was a little like, what if it was his baby, but they stopped sleeping after the, with each other after that. They're kind of attracted to each other. Now she has some issues with her husband. Now she cheated on her husband. She did a lot of stuff before her, she fooled around with her husband's best friend. And we, you know, all of that takes place in the beginning of this podcast, which is, you know, the fact that her and her husband, there was a lot of alcohol going on when they met. They met early on in like college and they had a lot of threesomes and foursomes and fivesomes. She had a train that she talks about and she goes very, she's very explicit about that train. She was uh, hooking up with other women a lot. She talks about, you know, her first hookups with girls in high school. And all the lesbian sex that was going on there. <laughs> and then, like I said, she gets to the fact or the time where she starts hooking up with her husband's friend. And it was around the time that her and her husband wanted to open up their relationship. They went on to Ashley Madison looking for couples. She talks about what happened with that. And then she talks about the whole scenario that went down with her husband's friend. And then somewhere later in the episode, it turns a little dark. Like, I mean, there's a little serious thing that went down with her husband that you'll hear about that was not cool that she's still upset about and we talk about that that's where things like you know make a very left turn in this podcast episode and then we get back and then it takes another left-handed turn and we talk about how her husband now is making her squirt how she started squirting how she feels about squirting she also mentions how her husband caught her cheating because I said she was cheating and she goes into those couple of scenarios it's more than a couple it's like a few a few scenarios of her cheating she talks about those as well so anyway I'm gonna be right back on with Veronica this is the Strictly Anonymous podcast hi Veronica welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast how are you today I'm great how are you I'm good so I 
know a lot about what we're going to be talking about because I mean just like the sort of bullets but then there's like okay so you're like a a woman who has done a lot of stuff in her sex life like you're like from swapping to threesomes and foursomes like you've done it all we're going to talk about all of that and then but you said what you really want to focus on or eventually get to and we will eventually get to the fact that you have some sort of situation going on with your husband's best friend. Now, let's not give it away just yet. I like to sometimes even leave, like for me, I want like save the best for last. Like I don't even know what that situation is, you know, but let's first get to like all this crazy stuff that you did, I would assume leading up to that, right? And then we'll get to that surprise of whatever's going on this is what I think okay I'm just going to tell you my guess but don't tell me if I'm wrong okay I think that you know maybe through all the swapping and stuff like you guys started hooking up with his best friend and now like you find yourself like into him and you guys are seeing each other on the side that's my guess but don't tell me whether I'm right or wrong okay 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 (laughs) okay so all right and I really don't know I'm not lying right okay so um you're married I'm assuming did all of this swapping and fivesomes and foursomes and all that shit take could take place when you were married or was this before like let's start when you started to go you know when you started to do all this stuff Right. So this was actually when we were dating back mm-hmm. in college. So this probably would have started around 2008. I would have been probably like 18, 19, maybe. Mm-hmm. It always involved alcohol. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, and essentially, it's just it'd be people that we know, like from our little groups. Yeah. And it would just be just, you know, drinking. And then one thing led to another. And then I'm making out with the girl. Then my husband come or not my husband, but my boyfriend at the time would come up and then he would join in. And it was a lot of fun. Honestly, it was just very free and open. We really didn't get jealous that often. But so there was one time we had the threesome where I went up to her and started kissing her. And then he kind of came in and got a little involved and next thing we know he's fucking me I'm fucking her so that was one instance Mm -hmm. but we've done actually a fivesome before (laughs) (laughs) and what ended up happening was at the time my boyfriend he will call him John Mm -hmm. but he was living with his high school friend who was a female but she happened to be into girls Mm -hmm. and so when we were going to college, I invited one of my friends who was the very first girl I ever had sex with. And that was in high school, actually. Oh, we're going to have to get that story too, but okay, keep going with this one. (laughs) And so she came up to visit me and, um, and brought her boyfriend with her. And at the time she was with guys and girls, just, you know, kind of doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And once again, the alcohol starts flowing and we just, I start making out with my friend from high school. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of start making out with my, uh, my boyfriend, John, his roommate slash friend from high school. And literally next thing I know, it's like a train. Oh so <laughs> yeah. it was, so it was John fucking me. Mm-hmm. I was down on John's friend. We can call her Becky, I guess. Yeah. I was going down on Becky. uh, my friend um, we call her Amy she was going down on Becky as well and we're kind of like the three of us are kind of like doing our thing and then behind Amy is a guy named I don't know Jose we'll call him Jose right that girl your best your high school's friend's boyfriend 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And he was like basically fucking her from behind. Mm -hmm. And none of the men would fuck like another woman. Like it was just basically our pussy with our man. Yeah. But the women were definitely having some fun for sure. Like going down and some like nipple licking and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I can also tell that high school story as well. When Yeah, tell me that one real quick. I'll remember to get right back on track to like what happens after the spy some. So yeah, that girl, that was the first girl that you had sex with and it happened in high school. What went down? So a bunch of my friends and I in our like little girl click, they were just really free and, you know, they just fuck each other. They take showers together, but they also have like their boyfriends. It was just a very cool free kind of thing. And that's pretty much how I, I am today, really. Yeah. But anyway, so I was telling Amy, so the girl that we had the fivesome with, I was telling her I'd never been with a girl before. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And we were at our other friend's house. We can call her Megan. We'll call her Megan. We were at Megan's house. And she's like, well, let's go to the computer room. So we go down the hall. We go to the computer room. And she's like, sit down. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down. And we're probably, just to give you an age range, like probably 17, maybe 18, possibly 16 mm-hmm. between those three years. Yeah. And the next thing I know, like my either my skirt or my pants, I can't remember which, like basically came down. And then she starts to go down on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of tickly at first, to be honest, because I would never been with anybody sexual before. And I guess she was my first. Oh, not and even a guy. You had never been no. with a guy. Right. Okay. Yeah, no. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize that till now. But yeah, she was my first Mm -hmm. and um, it was kind of tickly, but then I got kind of into it. And literally next thing I know, like I'm starting to come and meanwhile, the whole door is open. Mm -hmm. So anybody could be like her dad could walk by, like any of the girls could walk by, like our friends. But anyway, so I start to come and I'm like literally scratching her back as she's down there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And so like throughout our high school years and even in, when I was in college and I'd go back home to see her, we would still occasionally like hook up right. together or with our other high school friends from high school. Yeah. So, so it was, was just one time. big lesbo party that was going down in that high school. Did anyone know about it or you just kept it to yourself? Well, our friends knew about it, of course, but none of the parents knew. Right, right, right. There was but... actually one time where like all of us girls, there had to be like five of us and then they would bring some boys. Like, friends that are boys or maybe even boyfriends and they bring their friends anyway and next thing we know like at one of these like big fun you know parties that we'd be drinking at like next thing I know like we could one of us would have a nipple out one sucking the nipple and the boys just like whoa like right. just watching this go down and then 
and I was kind of sheltered for a little bit leading up to all of this. And so one of the men, or the men, the boys said, um, I'm going to save this for my memory bank. And I looked at my friend, I'm like, what's a memory bank? And she had explained what a memory bank was to me. Yeah. He might still use that to this day. Okay, so let's get, so you so you started fooling around with girls early on. You're hooking up with them th- throughout all of high school. This girl, now you do this five-some with your guy. Now, I mean, you're all drunk and everything. Do you guys ever discuss, like, I guess because you're young, people when they're young don't really think things through as much. I mean, did you guys ever had a, any kind of conversation about the fact that you guys are, you know, hooking up with all these other people? Do you have any rules or regulations or there's just no jealousy going down? So you were like, it was like a free-for-all. No jealous. Well, there was a slight jealousy thing that my friend Amy actually reminded me of like a couple months back. But for the most part, it was free fun. Mm-hmm. Now, when the jealousy did come up, it was actually on my side. Right. And this was high school. And I had one of my ex-boyfriends come down from Kentucky. He brought another girl that I knew. So it was all cool. And they're just kind of like hanging out. And next thing I know, like Amber or not Amber, that's her real name, but Next thing I know, Amy and I are, you know, getting it on again. And then the other girl from Kentucky is starting to get in on it. And then I felt like really out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I think I did get a little bit jealous, like in that situation. And she actually just reminded me of that, like, right. like a month or two back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there so, might have been, but for the most part, no. It's just I mean, with your with the guy, the guy that you were with. I'm back to like when you're, you know, after that fight, and you're with this boyfriend oh. who winds up to be your husband. I'm uh-huh. saying that you guys are like, you know, it's a free for all with you guys very early on oh. while you're dating. Is there any kind of jealousy that ever came up or conversations that you had about what you were doing? No formal conversations. I do remember one threesome with a girl from his work. I did kind of get jealous a little bit because I felt like he was more focused on her than including me. Mm-hmm. But I've come to realize I kind of like it now, like watching him or imagining him with someone else. Mm-hmm. So that certainly changed. But at the time I was jealous and I was like, hey, can you just involve me more next time? But no formal conversation now. Okay. So you're having these five sums. You guys are still dating. You're not married yet. So now take it back from there, your story. So during college, it kind of died off a little bit and we stopped with the threesomes and, you know, foursomes and all that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of did cheat on him a little bit throughout college because I just really wanted to fuck. Like, to me, fucking versus like loving someone's completely two different things. And I just wanted to have fun. And I don't think he really truly understood that at the time. Well, you were having fun in front of him. Why w- would you feel like you couldn't do it? Like, was it only you were only hooking up with men? So I mean, with women, so you didn't think he'd be down with you being with other men? Yes, that was it actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and a lot of this was like alcohol induced. I've cut back on alcohol a lot, actually, but a lot of it was alcohol induced, like at parties and stuff. But probably about, so we got married. And then I would say about four years into our marriage, so we're fast forwarding a little bit, we decide, you know what, let's open it up, you know? And I was like starting to peak as a woman in my sexuality. So I was becoming a lot more sexual and just wanting to fuck all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool, let's do it. And so we sign up for Ashley Madison. And I, my biggest mistake, number one, using my personal email, that's been sold off now. And oh, all that. Oh, oh, right. Okay. So definitely use a fake email. <laughs> 
So we signed up for that and we found a couple that we were going to swap with. And so, you know, it's completely open. He had access to the profile, though I think he pretty much let me take care of that. And then um, we found that couple and he, he got the man's number. And so, but I didn't talk to the woman at all. Basically the men, once I found the person, the men were communicating with each other. And they actually mm-hmm. met up for coffee and to talk about, or maybe it was beer, I don't remember. But they met up alone with each other just to kind of like talk about it and maybe set some rules and show each other's, you know, side pieces. Or, well, I wasn't his side piece, but he had a side piece. Yeah. Um, he was married. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they, you know, showed pictures and all of that. And I asked my husband, John, I was like, what does she look like? And she was like, I think fair skinned red hair, big voluptuous breasts. I'm more like a blonde hair, blue eyed, tan kind of thing. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of hot, yeah. you know? And then the guy, he was kind of hot. He was like a heart doctor. I'm like, well, that's kind of hot too. And we were going to meet up and we were going to swap. And then for one reason or another, his girl was having issues with her husband and couldn't really eventually meet up. Want to get erect? and stay erect, arouse yourself and your partner all at the same time, (laughs) then you need to get yourself a Tenuto vibrator by Mystery Vibe. It is the only wearable vibrator designed for men with her in mind. It's flexible and it's the first vibrator that adapts to your penis for the most comfortable fit, no matter what your size. They have 16 perfectly placed motors that are going to vibrate you in all the right places and vibrate your girl as well. The Tenuto is also great for solo play. Want a mind-blowing hands-free orgasm? Well, then get yourself a Tenuto. Just go to mysteryvibe.com. Go right now because you're going to get 15% off Tenuto with an extra 15% off if you use my code strictly15. That's 15% off Tenuto with an extra 15% off if you use my code strictly15 at mysteryvibe.com. You can also just go to the description Click on the link and you're going to get 15% off automatically applied at checkout. Your package is going to arrive discreetly and there's a two-year warranty on every order. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. And so we're still trying to, you know, see people and see people. Now, in the middle of this, this is where the friend comes in and we're going to call him Mario. And so... Mm -hmm. Mario's coming around a lot more lately because he lives right down the road. And Mario and John have been friends since college as well. They probably became friends like around 2007-ish. And I met John like around 2006. And so we've known each other for a long time. My kids call him like Uncle Mario. That's kind of how it is. Right. And so he's coming around, he's playing video games, and his friend keeps staring at me. And I'm just like, this is kind of odd, you know? And then I'm just picking up like little flirtatious vibes. And all the meantime, John and I on the side are trying to get like someone else to come into the relationship, boy or a girl. And Mario ends up coming to my daughter's birthday party. And I'm just getting like these vibes that he keeps flirting with me and flirting with me. And so one night, John and I are having sex. And we're talking about adding like a girl into the mix and he comes in me. Well, I end up getting pregnant with my first child. 
And so what happens is he's like, well, I don't feel comfortable you us doing this thing now that you're pregnant. You know, let's just put a stop on it. But I didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to keep going because I'm like still like evolving sexually. Like it just keeps magnifying. I don't know if you ever dealt with that when you were growing up, but it just magnifies as you grow mm-hmm. older. And on top of that, I have the pregnancy hormones now and all of that. So I'm like corny as fuck. So I decide I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and one time, so he comes in me, we get pregnant. A week later, I have sex for the first time with his friend. Without him knowing it. How did that happen? So we were drinking at the house. And, and it's been a lot of sexual tension between Mario and I leading up to this. Mm-hmm. And my husband would always go to bed early and he had gone to bed early one night and I decided um, I was going to stay up. And so he's like, that's cool, whatever. And we end up, I, it, like, I'm like trash, like extremely trash. And I look at him, I'm like, let's fuck. <laughs> he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, let's fuck. And so we end up fucking for about every day for about a year throughout your whole pregnancy now you were drinking you said it just happened when you were drinking you're drinking while you're pregnant well no no no. i'm sorry i'm getting my times mixed up a little bit um mm-hmm. this actually we ended up fucking before i was pregnant okay because what ends up happening was the last time that mario and i did fuck he came in me too and that's when i was like oh my gosh he's kidding because i'm not on birth control but before that leading up to it we had fucked for about once a month for a year okay Without your without your husband knowing. Now, are you and your husband at this point? So the whole thing about you guys getting another person to come into your relationship is off the table because you got pregnant, but you were still cheating with the guy anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the first time, so this is actually before I got pregnant. Yeah. So I had one child and then that's when I got pregnant with the second. But leading up to the pregnancy for about one year, I was, you know, fucking Mario. But the first time that it happened, you know, I was trash and I was just like, you know, let's fuck, let's fuck. And so we fuck and we're upstairs. My husband's downstairs sleeping. And so since he lived so close to our house, he would be staying like the night all the time, like every single weekend. And so it probably, you know, we'd have sex one night and then maybe like three weeks later, we would have sex again. Same thing. We'd be upstairs. My husband would be downstairs sleeping. Anyway, so the night that my husband came in me and... I thought I had gotten pregnant. The week later is when Mario and I had our last sex session. And I didn't realize I was pregnant at the time because it was just a week later and he came in me. Yeah. Uh, Mario did. And but I took the plan B pill because I was not about to get pregnant. He came in me and then about a month later, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Who's, who's the dad? Because I didn't have any reason to be on birth control except for I should have been, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so... Did you have to tell your husband or did you just go take a test without him realizing? Well, I took a test and I ended up telling him, like, of course, you know, I'm pregnant. But the times from the time he came, my husband came to the time Mario came in me, it was so close that I was just like, I really do think that it's my husband's and not Mario's. I did take a plan B with Mario. Oh, okay. But who came in you first? I mean, if you did a plan B, didn't you kill your husband's baby or did your husband come in you after him? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I have no idea how this works, but um, my husband came in me first. Uh, but I ended up pregnant like a month later. Yeah, so I really, to this day, I have no idea if whose it is. 
Really well, how come? Let me, let's go through that, though. I mean, how do you not know? I mean, you said that the last time you had sex with Mario was that time, and you said you took a plan B after that. And uh-huh. then, right? So why would you not think that it was his? Why would you be confused as to whose it was if that was the last time? Was that the last time you hooked up with Mario? Yeah, yeah, that was the last time. Okay, and how come that was the last time you hooked up with him? He just kind of, you know, dropped off. Um, he, I'm sure he thought it was his. I didn't tell him I took the Plan B pill, but I did. I, I really don't know. He just dropped off. He has a thing of, like, dropping off and then coming back, like, a year later. It's weirdest thing lately, but... Well, how long ago, like, where are we at this timeline as far as reality right now? Like, you're telling me the story. I don't know if this is 10 years ago or six months ago. Like, where where are we at now the last time you got pregnant and the last time you and Mario had sex? How long ago was that? Oh, okay. So it must have been March of 2011. Oh, so this is so long ago. So you haven't been with Mario in a really long time or anybody. Now, let me ask you this. After you had all these babies... With your husband, I, I don't think it's that Mario guy's baby because, like you said, you did the plan B after. Uh, he's still friends with your husband? Yeah. Okay. He's still friends. And the craziest thing is that he has been following us pretty much everywhere we move. When all this was going down with Mario and my husband, we were living in one part of the city. Yeah. Uh huh. He and so Mario ends up moving to another part of the city, just right, you know, across the city. Yeah. Well, we end up going over there too, but here's the caveat. So when we're at that, well, here we are off this one city. And then my husband and I decide we're going to move out a little further near his family so they can help us with the children. Mm-hmm. And it's out in the country. And he decided he's moving out to the country too. Right. So not only are we like neighbors out in the country, he also got a job where I was working. Not in the same building, but within the same corporation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I mean, listen, because he's friends with your husband. You banged him for like 11 years, but like, you, I mean, for a long time. And you, and your husband's great friends with him. And he's always over your house and he's moving to where you are. Are you guys like friendly with each other? Do you feel weirded out by him? Do you guys not have no relationship as far as like a friendship is concerned? You know, as far as, far as me and Mario? Yeah. Yeah, we have like a friendship and actually it's involved a little bit more because my husband's starting to become like pretty erratic. So I've had to reach out to Mario recently and be like, hey, if I send you this emoji, can you just like come over and check on him? Because usually he's just been a lot pretty erratic lately. What do you mean so, erratic? Like negative energy. Uh, I've been seeing a therapist. She doesn't think it's the best situation for me. <laughs> um, what, but, the, the relationship with your husband? Well, I want to go back to that. So like, you know, you and your husband were on the verge of opening up your relationship. You're the super horny girl, like you said. You know, you had two kids. That's the, where I'm mm-hmm. counting at. You had two kids. Now, did you and your husband ever since, because this was back in 2011, like all this time after this, did you and your husband ever go back to deciding that you were going to open up your marriage again? Like where did that all that sexual energy go and, you know, where you were like fucking Mario and you needed more and more. I mean, did you and your husband ever pick up from where you left off before the kids or no? So he ended up finding out about my cheating. He found out about... uh... (laughs) How did you not go there? Okay, start there. What do you mean he found out about the cheating? Back in 2018, he found out, he got onto the computer and saw some messages between me and a college guy. And we had hooked up twice 
probably around 2018, 2019-ish. Or no, not 2019, about 2017, 2018. Okay, so let's start there. So you you know you have these babies. You and your husband don't go to have like any more threesomes or foursomes or fivesomes. Mm-hmm. You're still horny. Mario's out of mm-hmm. the picture, but you yeah. still want new dick. So what happens? Like, how do you start cheating on him with other people? So I end up going back onto my Ashley Madison website. Um, I kind of pick up on there, and I found I really wanted to fuck a black guy, and so. I ended up finding a guy in my city. He was a professor and we had sex a few times, but it was just really weird. So I kind of stopped doing it. I don't know what was weird about it. It just made me like the chemistry or something, or maybe he wanted something a little bit more and I just wanted to fuck, but it was kind of hot because he did invite me over to his school (laughs) and we had sex in his office. Mm -hmm. That was really kind of hot. He was a professor. So it was at a local state college. But we had sex there. I ended up finding another guy on Ashley Madison. And he was actually from a city that I used to live in in another state. And so he was he was a good fuck. Um, he also kind of wanted a little bit more than what I was willing to give. And I didn't, I just wanted to fuck, you know. I don't know why these guys catch, kept caught catching feelings, but they did. Then there was another guy. I call him Minute Man. He had a big cock and he was, he was good, but he only lasted like a minute. But leading up to that, it would be like very, he liked me to swallow cum. And he would also do like a lot of slapping. And I was totally into the slapping, but I wasn't huge on swallowing cum. Mm-hmm. But, it, but he was. But it, yeah, he was. And he actually, when we were discussing like our likes or dislikes and stuff, and I'm like, well, I've never swallowed cum before. And he actually sent me like a video off a porn site teaching you how to like to swallow cum. Oh my god, hilarious! What 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 is there to teach? <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, but yeah. anyway, and he tried giving me tips, and I'm like, okay. So I tried it. It was okay, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not my thing. Um, but yeah, I fucked him about twice. Um, and it was just I really called him Minute Man because he lasted a minute. Oh my God. Did um, you ever have your black guy? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the professor. So I ended up going to his school or his oh, office. Oh, right, right, right. right. In his office. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and we so did you're get cheating it. with all these guys. And what's going on with your sex life with your husband at the time? It's pretty much non existent. And it's more or less because when he found out about the cheating, he's like, What was I not doing? And I was like, I wanted attention. And it's not that I wanted like sexual attention, but I did. I wanted more like emotional attention and stuff. So I think as a woman, some women might go out searching for that kind of attention. But I really come to realize that a lot of men want to fuck too. And so maybe like that's their form of attention. And that's kind of how it all started with me. So you were getting attention by having sex. But your guy, how did he find out you were cheating? And who did he find? He found out you were cheating on Mario and he stayed friends with him? Well, no, he does not know about Mar- Mario at all. Who does he know? About, who did he find out about? He knows about um, the guy in college um, that we met after college, after we graduated. Right. And so what knows, happened in that situation? But So how did he find out you were cheating? He got onto the computer and saw some of the mes- messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a good hider. So he found those out. He knows about him. He doesn't know about the whole truth, though. And then he knows about the guy from the same city in another state that I was from. And so um, he knows about him. 
he knows about probably half truths of it, quite frankly. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it was uh, well. What do you mean? It is like wh- how? What was that conversation like when he busted you? It was very dramatic. He wanted me to stop drinking, and I did. I mean, I really did need to stop drinking. I was probably drinking a lot more during that time than I ever had in my whole entire life. It was just, it was loud, and it was just a lot of resentment building up. It's, I think that's pretty much where we are today. It's, it's led to divorce, because it's just, I don't think he's really, truly have gotten over it, to be honest. But he decided to stay with you. Yes, he did. And then did you continue to cheat on him? No, no, I have not cheated whatsoever since then. So now, but your sex life with him for so long has been non-existent. I mean, do you guys have sex and now? Now it's gotten a little complicated. Leading up to about a couple months ago, we were having sex a lot. In fact, we were getting into like some whipping, like literally one night we were having sex and I had him like like whip me with his belt Mm-hmm. and he would start off slow you know go into it gently and I'd be like harder harder like every time it was like harder and harder so we ended up buying a flogger and was using that for a while so it was good it was great sex and he's gotten a lot better too but just so many things have happened in our marriage where I don't feel truly comfortable having sex with him like what well <laughs> he did force himself on me what do you mean? Uh, he uh, he was just having sex with me. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. He um, was having sex. And I told him no uh-huh. multiple times and he did not stop. Your husband? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> um, but this was recently like after like, but was this like after the, like you were being into the whipping, like maybe he just didn't realize that like, no really meant no. Did you guys have like some sort of safe word between each other? Cause maybe that like those, the, the BDSM play was taken or was this in like a, a was this scenario happen within a context of a fight or something? It was in context of, Oh, I think a fight had led up to it, but um, this was actually before the whipping. I've been trying to get into more things with him just to give it like that one last whirl. No, but the the thing where he forced himself on you, that was before? It was before the whipping, yeah. Right, but and so how did it happen that he forced himself and he didn't listen to you? Like what was going on in your relationship that would make that happen? Was he, you know, that he wouldn't be listening to you? and wouldn't get off of you when you said no like what what happened in that exact situation then when you really explain that you felt you know like he took advantage of you how did he react so the fight there's a fight happening in our bedroom and Mm -hmm. um i think the door was closed and i think he just wanted to have sex and i was like no 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 you know after the fight um like makeup sex yeah, but uh-huh. I didn't want to. Right. And then he forced himself on you. Now, what happens after that scenario? Because you're like still crying about that to this day. So it's obviously like massively traumatic. After that's over, is that when you guys start with like, do you start seeing it? Like, do you explain to him what happened or do you just keep quiet? And then, you know, it causes a problem in your relationship. So I tend to bite my tongue. So I held on to it for some time. And then I finally, you know, blew up on him and was like, hey, this is why we're not working out right now. It's yeah. because of that. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm, he's like, he said, he thought, well, I was role playing. That's what he originally said. He thought yeah. I was role playing. Yeah, yeah. And so 
I've been seeing a therapist as of lately. And last week I had asked, like he was giving me some kind of attitude or something, but um, I had brought up that situation. And he goes, well, if you would have communicated to me that you said that you didn't want it and say no, then I would have stopped. And I'm like, well, I did say no like five to 10 times. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And so that, right. But after that, you kind of brush it under the table and then you're doing this whipping thing with stuff. Like, did that ever happen yeah. again after that where you were like, no, and he didn't fucking listen? No, not at all. He, that was the one and only time. That was the one and only time. But that has caused a, a strain in your relationship because you, that was so traumatizing to you. And now do you, do you, when you brought that up to him, are you, have you been trying to work through that? We tend to, you know, just sweep a lot of things under the rug. We're not great at communicating at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just more of a, I keep my mouth shut and we don't argue about it. And I, he, I, I don't see him wanting to work on it. Like as far as communicate with like a therapist or something. I don't see well, but you did that. say that you sometimes have had to call, is it Mario, when he's yeah. lately because he's been a little volatile, your husband? Like, what is that all about? So I just think the cheating thing really, truly got to him. And he's trying. And plus, he had like a little anxiety and the whole COVID thing, you know. Just recently, I did had just, I'm trying to get steps in place because I think I am going to leave him 1000%. Uh-huh. I really, truly made up my mind. But anyway, so um, I was just letting him, Mario know, like, hey, he hasn't been acting himself lately. If I send you, like, this emoji, can you just, like, call him, come come on over? You know, that kind of thing. Just kind of planting the seed because I'm truly, I'm out here by myself. All his family's around. I don't have any family around. Right. So planting the seed with Mario in case you need him to help you is what you're saying? What, yes. What, what yeah. do you see that you're planting? Okay, right. And yeah. now, does Mario see a change in his friend? Because I think a lot of people were very affected by COVID. And, you know, I mean, right. it's like the sort of effects, besides getting COVID, the effects of like locking everybody down have, has been pretty brutal, right? All the things that happened right. because of that. So you've seen your husband change. How are your kids, I guess, are older now? I mean, what's what goes, do your kids still live with you guys? Oh, our kids are pretty young. So that's kind of the reason why I'm trying to make up my decision. Because, you know, it's eventually going to catch up to them 1000%. But they're they're nine and six. Right. Okay. But I mean, so the cheating doesn't happen anymore. This was a long time ago. Why do you think it stopped? Because he found out it was that what was that enough for you? Did you feel guilty? Like, how did you feel when he found out? Well, I think I felt guilt. I know Well, I know I felt guilty leading up to it. And I'm kind of glad he did find out, to be honest, because it was like a big burden. But yeah, it was. But I don't I haven't been cheating at all since. But he's. I, I'm glad he found out. Yeah. But why does that make you start crying that right there? Because you were doing something you felt like out of control of yourself and you felt so bad about it, but couldn't stop. And so that sort of stopped you. Is that what brings out the emotion in you? Like well, what? It, talk through um, it. I'm just a little emotional from our previous subject. And I mean, you know, that's a serious thing. You should still be in counseling for that. Oh, 1000% I am. Yeah. You are still? Yeah. Right. And with your husband, I mean, do you feel safe with him in your house? Yeah. When he starts getting like a negative energy, I don't. But I have steps in place to, um, if we need to leave, I have a place to go and everything. So I'm good on that front. 
Right. I mean, like, you don't feel like, I mean, that one time, because he was forceful with you, have you seen any kind of other behavior of him being, like, aggressive or physically abusive with you? Not physically abusive, but he has been, like, pretty ragey. And, like, he's literally ripped off a shirt off his chest and punched a wall right after. Right, right, right. He's never touched you, though, besides... No. Right. I mean, that, but, I mean, because, listen, someone that's going to rape someone, right, you know... I you worry about what else they could do, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's pretty much essentially what my therapist is saying right now um, about the subject. But no, he hasn't touched the girls or anything. He's a fantastic father. It's just him and I are like super toxic. And his story, as far as that situation, is that he didn't really understand. I mean, do you believe him? Do you think it was like a miscommunication? Or did you see that he was rageful at the time and he didn't want to listen and he was actually sort of forcing himself on you? Like, what do you think his intention was in that situation? That's a good question. At first, I truly believed that he thought we were role-playing. Because we do have a tendency to role-play a lot. Yeah. But when I re when I discussed it with him again just recently, he changed his story. And he what said, he uh, well, he said if I would have said no, no, he would have stopped. And I said, well, I did say no like five times. Yeah. Like, you know, so um, I don't know if I believe him anymore. But at the time, I once we talked about it after a while, after a while that it happened, I did believe that he thought we were role playing, though. So you don't necessarily think he's a quote unquote rapist that did it on purpose it just was no but it doesn't take away from the fact that it didn't that it made you feel that way right correct yeah it still scarred you because in that moment you're not talking it out with him right so you don't know his intention or any of that shit right you're going with your feeling and at that moment you're feeling like you don't want this fucking person on you and they are so you feel totally taken advantage of exactly yeah, that's important, you know, and then looking back at it, you could have those conversations and talk about it and maybe he could explain what was going on, but it still doesn't take away. It's almost like PTSD, you know, it's like yeah. you really do get scarred from that moment. And then it's like it's like just subconsciously in you, even if you could rationalize it away. Right. It's still there emotionally because that's what you were feeling. That's the emotion you had. Yeah. Yeah. You still need yeah. to be working through that shit. Yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. I agree. You know, and maybe start to, you said you have things in place to leave your husband and work through that. You know, where are you at with the Mario thing? That's over, right? That's been over for a while. Because I felt like when you emailed me, I didn't know if that was happening still now. That's totally over. You're not cheating. Now what you are currently is a woman that's trying to leave her husband, correct? Right. Correct. But there are, whenever Mario is around though, there is this like magnetic energy between us that I cannot explain. Right. Like he'll, he'll just like stare at me. Like he came over for Thanksgiving and Christmas Mm -hmm. and the whole time he was just like staring at me the whole entire time. And at one point it was like my mother-in-law, me and Mario and Mario was just staring at me the whole time while my mother-in-law and I are talking. Like it was just, it's crazy, but we have like this magnetic energy that I just can't deny. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, well, when you were cheating with him and when you were having sex with him, was the sex really great? I mean, yeah, it was pretty good. Granted, we were drunk, so, I mean, a little bit. You're just kind of, like, drunk in it. But, yeah, for the most part, it was great, and we had great chemistry. We even just had good chemistry talking to each other in general. So, you know, maybe when he sees you, he flashes back, you know. I mean, when he's staring at you, he could be, you know, 
visualize, you know, he's seen you without your clothes on. He fucked you, you know, so maybe he's <laughs> reminiscing, you know, and he wants more. Yeah. I don't know why he stopped. Uh, it was maybe it was a good thing that he stopped because you yeah. seem to have felt like some confliction with cheating on your husband with all these guys. And so when it stopped for you, it was actually a good thing because it seems like maybe you couldn't have stopped it yourself. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, were you at all upset when he ended things? Because, I mean, it seems like you guys are, like, having sex all this time for a whole year and then, boom, it ends. Like, was there, like, did you care or was your baby just born so you didn't care anymore? Like, I mean, what? how was it when things ended between you and him physically? I felt a little abandoned by him. And I think that was because I, still part of me, even though I took the plan B pill, part of me thought, well, what if it didn't work, you know? What if it wasn't the baby that, what, what if it wasn't my husband's sperm? What if it was his sperm? And then what if magically the plan B filled it, you know? So part of me was thinking about that. The other yeah. part of me was like, thank God, I don't want to see his face around here anymore kind of thing. So it was like 50-50. To be honest, whenever he does come back around, you know, I am a little happy to see him. I am. Now, to this day, do you still wonder about your kid, whether it's Mario's or your husband's, or do you know for sure? <laughs> I have no idea. I my gut says it's really my husband's because yeah. I know mannerisms and all it can be learned, but she does look like my husband. Right. Now Mario, I'm pretty sure he still thinks it's his because <laughs> on one of the holidays, um, they were outside playing, like my husband, Mario, and the kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey daddy, can you unlock the car door? And my husband starts to unlock the car, you know, from up on the hill. And then Mario takes out his keys and starts pretending he's unlocking the door. Oh, wow. So I think, yeah. And he, and he really tends to bond with her a lot. Yeah, more yeah, than yeah. Other so I think he, part of me thinks, but then part of me wants to be like, well, you didn't come and ask me or anything. He has still yet to say anything about it. So I'm like, well, maybe this is what you get. Right. So there was a little bit, I mean, because it was so long ago, you're not going to remember everything, but it does sound like right. back when that happened when he just abruptly ended it, it was a little harsh for you because, you know, I mean, I get why he did it too. It probably really freaked him out, you know, the baby thing. And it probably really freaked you out too. And then he ended it, but because you guys were together for so long, like you had some emotional attachment to him. Sounds like. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. And even if it wasn't just to the pattern of having that person and having that attention and then it was like totally done. But you stayed friends. He's still there. There's still a little chemistry going on. You're ready to leave your husband. What about your like you guys were having? You said you and your husband, good sex. Yeah. Even after that horrible experience you had, were starting to role play and with all Mm -hmm. the with like whips and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's one thing. If I do leave him, I'm going to miss because for some, I don't know if he's been cheating on me, which I don't care really. I would love to see him actually with another girl. Like, I think that'd be so fucking hot. Why don't you tell uh, him that? Well, I have. And then he's like, okay, well, why don't you find me a girl? Well, I don't want to be, I want his input too. Like, Mm -hmm. I want him to help pick out, you know? But he's gotten so good. Like, he can rub me so good. Um, and one time, oh, my gosh, you speak of squirting all the time. I'm starting to squirt. Like, oh, yeah, so you're going to make me <laughs> jealous now. Oh, really? Just started? Uh, well, yeah, for the most part. Because I never, if I was doing it before, I didn't know I was squirting. Yeah, but yeah. now I've come to realize it's actually that. Because one time he was, like, going down on me and his fingers and everything. And I'm usually a wet person anyway. Like, when I yeah. get turned on, like, I'm super wet. Mm-hmm. And he 
my husband's down on going on me and everything and then he takes the flogger and whips my pussy and all of a sudden I just see stuff like up in the air and it was the first time I've ever seen it with my eyes and I'm like oh my gosh and my husband's like you just squirted wow did it feel anything different did it feel amazing or was it just like really cool to see I don't know I don't know I still it was a little bit all of the above like it was awesome to see and it Mm -hmm. felt good yeah it was great like that night was great so you had that great sex and that would be the hard thing I mean are you still how old are you now I'm 34 so you're like you haven't even come to your prime okay I know that you said your sexuality was just growing and growing you're like have you ever experienced that yeah you're gonna experience that again in your 40s I mean like you're not even there yet you're still so young like what do you do with all that sexual energy you're not cheating you're still having this good sex with your husband right Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's kind of died off since we've been bickering the past oh, right, couple right, months. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's when we do, it's great. It's just trying to, I guess, get there for me is a thing. I but think, yeah, you know, what I yeah, oh, go, on. go ahead. No, you go. I was on. gonna say, but what I do to, to um, if I'm not having sex with him, I'm like rubbing myself. That even that's like once a month, I'll rub myself. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's hard. I think with COVID, I think, I don't know, it's hard not to have, I'm sure there's a lot of couples that the dynamic changed, you know, if you were in a place where you were very impacted by the pandemic. I mean, listen, there are some places in this country where life was just normal. And there were some places where life was completely not normal. It's not like every single person experienced the same thing, but most people did experience some pretty fucking horrific times for the past two years. You know what I mean? And I just feel like it's really sad because I think a lot of couples, if you took COVID and the lockdown out of it, like where would they be now? You know what I mean? Would they have, Mm -hmm. would they be strained? You know, and I just think people's mental health went out the fucking window. I don't think people talk about it enough, but people are really losing their fucking minds. You know, Mm -hmm. I saw a man literally like jump off a building and kill himself right in front of my eyes. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like Pete, and then a friend of mine from my work jumped recently and killed themselves. I got wind of that. Like, I mean, nobody's talking about the fact that people, that otherwise, I just personally don't believe that these people would have gotten to the point where they would jump off a fucking roof if the lockdown didn't happen. That No different than I don't think that some people would be getting divorced. Some people wouldn't be acting aggressive. So, you know, all these things are effects of being going, going through what we all went through, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you really need to really work on that one situation that happened with your husband that is so devastating for you. I think you really still need to talk about that. It's good that you brought it up here. It's not bad that you cried about it. I think that that's, that's not, you know, that means that it, you still have feelings about that that need to resolve and you need to keep working on that so you could release all that, you know, and move on without that baggage. And, you know, I, I don't know his intention or whatever that is, but let's say his intention wasn't to force himself on you and he didn't really know what was going on. You know, if everything else was good and this is the father of your baby and like he's acting a little nutty now because of COVID, like, you know, maybe you guys can work through things if you just continue to talk about it and maybe go to therapy. I know that you're on your way out and maybe that's the right thing. I don't know, but I'd like to know where you are six months from now. You're going to have to tell yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I would love to update you for sure. I mean, you're super young, you know, and you guys have been together for a really long time. And I think really long relationships sometimes go through really bad times. You know, you guys, I'm assuming this is like the biggest hurdle 
in the whole time you've been together, but you've been together a long time. So maybe you will make it through this. I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, you never, I don't know. Do you think you're going to make it through or do you think it's really the end of the road? (sighs) That's a great question. (laughs) You know, I feel so silly after, you know, he, he's hidden money from me. I've been, I've cheated on him before. It feels so silly to give up all of that. If we somewhat overcame that in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like you're just giving up for no reason. But, you know, I, I just don't want my kids to have trauma, you know, and I got the trauma of you guys too. fighting. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to work. You got to work on that. But, you know, I think, do you go to a couple counseling together? Well, we tried. And <laughs> we right. tried. Um, we tried about like a few years ago. It, I mean, it worked, but I think he's just since it didn't work at that one specific therapist. Yeah. I don't think he wants to try again. But I grew up going to therapy, so yeah. I'm okay with it. But I don't yeah. think he would. Well, you should be in your own therapy, but like try to get him in because he's gonna. He doesn't understand that. Like, if he would just maybe you know put the mirror up in front of him and start facing things too, like maybe your guy's marriage could work out, you know, but it would take not just you looking at things and really trying to work it, he would have to as well, you know, and that, that might be the problem. So hopefully you guys can work it out. I don't know. But I'm curious. I think it's sad that like this whole time the past couple of years have like, put a wrench in it for some people, you know, and I even with your husband feeling so vault, like you use that word, you know, I think people's mental health is like, not so great you know (laughs) because of all the shit that went down because there's like like lingering things that have happened you know people out of work things are more expensive like all this other stuff that happened because of it really weighs on people so you know keep me posted absolutely i would love to you know this was like a crazy story thank you so much for calling in and please definitely keep me posted Veronica. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and Thank can you, you do you want to send any pics in? Like people, so, some girls do. Anonymous pics. I'm not sure how I feel about that just yet, but if I do want to send some, I'll certainly send some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some if you want to, ones. you can. Yeah, you let me know. And then by the time I air this, I'll know whether you did or not, and I'll leave it on the intro. If there are pictures, I'll tell people to go to Patreon to check them out. If not, okay. I won't. So no big deal. All right. All right. Thanks Perfect. so much for calling in, Veronica. Absolutely. Thank you, Kathy. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone?
one? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.